Welcome everyone to our new episode of This is Not an Improvised Podcast. This is our seventh episode. My name is Roberta Manoni. And my name is Liga Semen, and we're so happy that you joined us yet again. We know it's been a while since our last one, but it's been a busy couple of weeks, and we're very excited to bring you one last episode before we break for the summer. And this time we thought we would uh, take the opportunity to talk about all these last couple of months and that the measures that are in place in the confinement, we thought we'd take the opportunity to talk to you about how we felt the improv experience was via online, how we felt about it, what we discovered about it. And, and how, how tiring it is and how good it is and all the good and the bad and, uh, and all the opportunities that have arisen with this. The online way of doing improv and meeting other people. So, yes. So, Liga, how did you find your um, so this uh, improv journey online during this confinement period? I found it. I found it uh, a bit kind of both um, good and both maybe a bit challenging. Um, I think the good part is that um, we found out, I discovered new types of games and new types of interaction. And maybe uh, actually we can do one of the new games that we did, that I discovered to start yeah. off. What do you think? Uh, yeah. If you play uh, I Object. Yes. <laughs> which is one I recently discovered. Yeah. Um, and uh, so basically, uh, listeners, how it goes like this is we... Um, one of us will start a monologue about something and then the other one will say, I object and give the reason why I object. And it's basically to kind of recreate the idea of lawyers in a courtroom saying, I object, I object, I object. And then we will see where we end up. Yeah. How does that sound, Roberta? That sounds wonderful. Do you want to start or me? You can start the <laughs> monologue. I really love... Pasta. I think it's the best dish in the world. It's the meal I want to have in the morning and the afternoon. There's so much variety. There's so much um, different sauces you can try, different uh, types of pasta. I object. Uh, you can also... I object. How can you like pasta so much? It's so such a boring dish. You cannot have pasta the whole day, morning, evening. Then I prefer salad. I have salad. I have lettuce. I have radicchio. I have uh, whatever other kind of salads. And I put carrots. I put tomatoes in it. So it's it's always different. I object. Different. It is crazy. No, I object. It's crazy to have salad every day. I'm sorry. Sometimes it feels like I'm eating paper if I'm just eating salad and it hasn't been properly dried. And then I'm thinking, why am I eating this wet salad? What is this wet mass? No, the way to go is carbs morning, evening, uh, and noon. And salad is the thing of the past. Welcome to the pasta dynasty. I and object. I think I'll, uh, the maximum carbohydrate that I can have. <laughs> And I can want to have is pizza. Pizza, I can have pizza every day. Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Friday, whatever. Ma breakfast, noon, lunch, dinner, even in the midnight. I object. Can you can. I object. You cannot have pizza on Fridays. That is just absolute blasphemy. Who has pizza on Fridays? And also on Saturdays, for that matter. I object to you having pizza on Fridays and Saturdays. Whereas I have no problem earlier in the week, but really. Who eats pizza on Friday? Fridays are for gin tonic and, of course, pasta. Because I object. Why? Alcohol is always 
Well, I object. Why alcohol is always part of the, the thing? I, I am off alcohol and I think everybody should. Alcohol is bad for you, is bad for the environment because how many grapes they're killing to make alcohol, I don't know. So I think no alcohol, only water and pizza every day. This is my future. So that's it. This is a, just a kind of what we have been rehearsing in the last past month on the, uh, this game of uh, objections, like in court. We are pretending to be dressed like real lawyers, but we aren't. We are in our tracksuit, basically, exactly. because we are recording from home. And what about you, Roberta? I had very, I had different opportunities. I had different, um, I met a lot of different people being online with, through improv and through communities of uh, um, practitioners. And I, so on one side, it was really good. On the other side, it was really tiring because I miss seeing people in three dimension. Like this is not a horse met for the first time a couple of weeks ago in the park. It was super nice to see you guys in the real flesh. So now only yeah. seeing you guys in bio dimension is a bit tiring. And a colleague of mine the other day told me that there is a psychiatrist that is studying the fact that we are exhausted by looking at people on screen all the time because normally in la in we are animals and we are also picking up cues from the environment itself or for the, from the body language and everything from the face cues. But now we don't get that. We only see data that are coming to our, um, in our brain. So our brain is not yet ready to process that as it would be in real life. This is why we, have, we are so exhausted at night after a day at work. It's so, I was, and I was telling a friend about this uh, this week, actually, the point you said that when you're through the screen, you get tired, especially if at work, you've been also on video conference calls all day, but that you miss this idea of the little cues or the personal one-to-one -one where you have the body language and you have everything because that's what's missing for me in the in the video and something that when doing improv i mean it was the when we were doing our practicing which i think was very very good i sometimes found it challenging because i missed that in person and i found also my my motivation or the creativity just wasn't clicking as much mm. in a way as if i needed to see in person to see that whole everything the movements the to 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 be able to i i found it I'm very happy because we discovered new things and worked on characters and worked on other things. But I feel sometimes it was hard to find that creative spark. Yeah, yeah, I agree with you. Sometimes I, 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 I think that this is something that is shared in general because I have been talking with, with to other people that have been doing this online and they also felt that the creativity was missing they were exploring other other um, way of doing things, but not the same. And even our podcast recording, it's not as we did it. Um, it's not as I am not as creative as I was when we were doing it in person. I feel like my brain is a bit frozen. Apart from the fact it's Sunday morning, and Sunday morning is not good in general <laughs> to do things. <laughs> <laughs> agree, on, agree. On the other hand, I do feel that th this is like my brain is floating in my head 
which is a, not a good sign because it means that there is a lot of space be be between my brain bones and my my skull and my brain but still i do i feel like my brain is floating and not really concentrated on 100 on things yeah and i think that that you're right when i say the concentration because i think one thing that video calls do, do in a way it's like i'm very and why you know need to be kept to a max amount of time is i very quickly start to see my concentration go just in general like i don't know what it's it's like, so you're looking on the screen or trying to imagine because it's it's i wonder if i mean i'd be interested to see what the study comes out of why uh the, the where does the tiredness come is it from the the screen effect is it just that we're uh just seeing the little thing of the person but not in the whole environment mm, i'd be interested yeah, to know yeah i agree i agree on the other hand i am thanking technology because if so if we look at the bright side of things so i'm thanking technology because if we didn't have this possibility we would not have been able to rehearse we would not be able to see each other so imagine if this all lockdown happened only i don't know 10 years ago we would not have been able to continue rehearsing even to do shows we would not have been able exactly. to do it without the technology so on one side is it it is tiring on the other side it creates new opportunities that we would have not explored yes. in if this was not there if this um exactly moment the tragic mm -hmm. moment was there you see so completely agree and i think that to the point of the different shows we did also forces us to explore the different formats right mm. i mean we took for the the first one uh the slacker insta improv which we did in live but we took it to the online which worked well and i think that you know playing around with the screens how different people come in that's also in a way maybe could even be better you know online mm. so um it forces the the um you to think out of the box mm. and maybe this is a good opportunity to sh to say because i know you've been also involved in a very cool side project and it'd be interesting to hear how that and actually being online as i understand it's many people from different countries so how that actually gave birth to something like this that project you're involved in yes thank you liga for mentioning and yes i am involved in a very cool project called the global play brigade that really started during the pandemic because of the pandemic to bring relief to people that maybe were in distress so what we are doing we are activists performers or improvisers or clowns or therapists and we are getting together in order to bring some lightness in people's life in this moment and everything started with china because one of the um, improvisers that is part of the Global Play Brigade um, asked for, when China was in lockdown, asked for people to do some workshops for the Chinese people on video. And this gave the idea to, uh, the let's say, the founder of the Global Play Brigade, Kathy Salit, to, uh, to call up people and to start involving more and more people because then when the pandemic ex expanded to the whole world we were basically all in lockdown at the same time so apart from having the sense of community that really built us because we, we started in march and we launched officially the global play brigade on the 8th of july uh 8th of june sorry not july we are not even in july yet 
<laughs> so like how how time you're so excited you're so excited for exactly. july like yes come on july but it's just it is time it doesn't matter anymore in this period so but on the 8th mm-hmm. of june we launched mm-hmm. and from then we have um, started giving workshops for free for people so if you're interested in seeing what the website is about glow on www.globalplaybrigade.org and then you have a um, a video explaining you what it is, all the workshops that we have. And we also did something that really was um, composed one day with all of us online. And we created the ode to the frontline workers because we felt that we wanted to give thanks to people that were working for us, helping us not only in hospitals, but also the the cleaning people in hospitals, the, the supermarket people, the people that are just picking up garbage, the people that had to go to work to keep us living in, in a proper way. So we wanted to thank them. And we, we recorded this ode to the frontline workers. So if you want to see it, it, was, it is an improvised poem created from people from 35 different countries. So it is, it is a really cool project. And I, we are, you can also be involved in the Global Play Brigade if you want. You can register also on our Facebook group, the Global Play Brigade. And I saw, I mean, as someone who's seen the, the, the virtual poem, mm-hmm. the improvised poem, it's really touching. And I think mm. also seeing that, I mean, from around the world and also that you're speaking in, the different, in your different languages yes. as well, like you were in Italian, others just showing the, the global reach of the group and that really improv is something that's practiced in, in many different places and also many um, in, in, in known languages. But it was even, I think, saying it in their own language made the message, I mean, for me, I was watching it. Yes, um, very and powerful. we are also, in fact, what we want to do is bringing uh, workshops available for people that do not speak English as well. So we started with the old, the frontline workers, each one of us re- reciting it in his own language. And now we are also doing workshop in different languages. So at the moment, there are a lot of uh, workshop in Spanish, uh, myself and another improvisers we're going to do a workshop in um, Italian so for Italian people so stay tuned because it's not when the pandemic is over the global play brigade will not be off and for you Liga what you have you discovered during this pandemic what have you what is your experience with this oh in improv or in in in, in, in general? general um I think I Really, I mean, one is, of course, you're missing your family, right? Because both of us, I mean, are living mm. in Brussels and our family is living mm. away in our mm. in our respective countries. And I think that was just really because we know that we live away and you know that 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 you have to visit them, that they're not in the same country. But knowing that you couldn't visit them and that you there was uncertainty around when you could do that, I think that was 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 very hard. Um, but then it was actually the catching up and I mean first the ability to 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 talk with friends to talk with family that was really great and I felt um um that you know everyone going through it together and the same it made me really I mean appreciate the friendships appreciate the family and that Mm. what what was what what is out there so um but I did uh, I mean I mentioned this before I felt the um Sometimes the, the 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 creativity aspect lacking, you know, which is was a bit uh, sad to me. 
um, but I don't know why. I don't know whether it was that uh, um, just inside and there wasn't that spark because, of course, we did we did the episode also about, you know, inspiration. So and I was finding it hard mm. to find inspiration. And, uh, um, mm. and now trying to find that again and kind of awaken it again. So I think that was something that was a challenge. But again, helping seeing you guys playing with This Is Not A Horse, talking with friends, talking with family, uh, that helped a lot. But I think now that things are slowly starting to hopefully, you know, come back a bit to um, to everyday life, that I'll be able to, to, to find that again <laughs> somewhere. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and also when we meet again in yes. person. I'm looking forward to that. And I am also a kind of, I have this um, feeling of weirdness Mm. of wanting to go out and do things and still a bit of fear of this month because I mean we had a lot of uh, we were basically in lockdown for two to three months and now that life is lulling starting I don't know how to feel you know what I mean I have this uh, kind of uh, tension between I want to do everything and I'm not sure I can do it you know this kind of thing I don't know if for you is the same the same and it's also a bit sometimes like okay because we don't know what will happen in fall you know that it's the second wave it's like okay but then i need to this is also the time to kind of do the stuff because you don't know mm. what's happening and i think you hit it the, the 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 nail on the head when you said this kind of feeling of uncertainty and kind of lingering kind of maybe un, you know this unease right kind of that's at the bottom of of um um of um of everything i mean i had my birthday last week um and it was very nice but I didn't want to do anything big finally and I and I felt a bit weird like because I feel sometimes that time has stopped since February end of you know since start of March when it started and I I just Mm. can't believe it's almost July which I know you're very excited about yeah um I can't you know it's like I like you said I feel like the brain is floating or like we're in some kind of limbo that's an alternative reality almost I I don't know it's this it's it's nothing seems very solid i agree i agree completely and it's uh, this is why i uh, for me now months like someone tells me it's july and i said what is already july or is it only july i don't know how to feel you know what i mean because on one side it feels long and on the other side it feels short and uh the confinement was so tough on me that i even moved so i needed to have a place (laughs) with an outside Yes, oh my goodness. I'm preparing for the, if in case of the next <laughs> lockdown at least I have a place where I can go outside. So yes, I think confinement brought a lot of change also mm. in behavior for me. Mm. That of the first weeks I was terrified. I was mm. not even leaving the apartment for not even for a little a little walk. And this was Tony participating in our podcast. And I like him so much. He's such a cute dog. You, you should see him once. Liga will post a picture of Tony on our Facebook page of This Is Not A Horse. So at least we, you can see him. And then, uh, and then now I want, to, I want to go back to... But I don't want to go back to normal. There is no normal anymore. No. You see, there is not that. I don't have that feeling of going back to normal. I want to go back to be able to decide what to do yes of other people deciding for me yes and uh yes uh, uh, listeners you heard there my very lively spirited dog uh, tony who 
every time the he hears the elevator come he he he's in protective mode you know i really feel this confinement has brought mm -hmm. out his desire to protect the the apartment even though he's a very small sausage dog so i don't know how much damage he'd be able to do but i think he has also learned about himself um and i've learned that now we've given tony a whole personality and we he's become really we, we talk to him the confinement has really accentuated that back to what you said having you deciding what you want to do and not having that someone yeah. else decide for you yeah and um yeah. but i'm interested in um because what i'm very excited about is going back to improv in person and playing i haven't yet been able to but i i wonder how because of course we'll still need to keep them the distancing but for me it's also it's a very intimate form of of um of art and of uh, of theater so i wonder how you know how that will impact also the, the the characters or the stories or i'm just interested to see yes and i remember when we did the imbalori um workshop together at this is not a horse mm -hmm. you remember that we tend we tend to go very close to the other so person true. and she said keep Keep the distance. And we were not even thinking about the pandemic then. But then she would say, keep your distance, keep your distance, keep your distance. So I thought about this, what you're mentioning just this morning, because I think that this was the last time we saw each other, all the whole group in person, I think. True, true. And Valentine's Day, yeah. Yeah, and uh, I, I, I remember that. And I thought... Okay, when we are going to do rehearsals, if we have to keep the distance, I will have that in mind because you can express closeness to others without being close to the person. So we can, we can build on the tension. You remember even Ben was telling us when we were doing classes that yes. the tension is built when the two people are far away and then it's broken when the two people touch each other so we will keep the tension high the whole time people will sitting on the edge of their chair the whole show because the tension will be so high so true and i you really i i i've been nodding and enthusiastically because you're right and involved in the workshop she did with us that it was something that we had never realized that we always go super super close But indeed, like that effect, you know, how that speaks as well, what distance you're keeping and what that's saying to, about the characters, their relationship and the story. It's really something that we need to work on. And this is a great opportunity to work on it. And I'd forgotten about that exercise with Ben and how because and I think it showed that we stepped very closely because we would do it automatically. And he says, no, now you have to go even close that your nose is touching. And we were like, what? Yeah. <laughs> because we went so quickly to them. Uh, to the closeness mm, exactly exactly okay so now i think that this not this podcast has come naturally to an end and we are um, like taking a break for the summer so because uh, hopefully touch wood i'm touching wood right now uh, people we will be able to go back to our own home countries to see our families we haven't seen i haven't seen my parents since december and i'm hoping to see them next weekend if flights are not cancelled um so and we are gonna be back towards uh, the first weeks uh, of september or earlier we'll see how it goes we'll yes. see how spontaneously one one day we will improvise we'll get a notification when we are up exactly and so 
just keep on keep on listening don't uh so go even go back to our first episodes because they were less uh let's say refined in sound because now stefan is also also now today he's providing me his microphone so my my voice should sound less uh, high pitched (laughs) (laughs) he's our podcast guardian angel and uh after exactly and after the summer, we'll have lots of exciting stuff for you. Also, there's uh, yes. still two more uh, of our group to interview. We'll have also some more interviews lined up and also yes. more different topics. And if you're a listener and you want to hear a specific topic, please do not hesitate to let us know in the comments. Yeah. Um, yes. And we really look forward to continuing this improv journey together. Yes. So as usual, a big thank to Stefan for the sound and continue follow us on our Facebook page. This is not a horse on our Instagram page. This is not underscore a horse. A horse. And uh, like us on Spotify and on podcast, uh, Apple podcast and overcast. So at least we have some more likes. And if you have suggestions for topics, write to us. And write to This Is Not A Horse. And next uh, interviews will be with the last two members remaining of This Is Not A Horse. We will have Mihai and John, who is in Japan. And which as an upside of this um, pandemic, was able to to get online with us for every rehearsals, which was good. So this is a plus side of this whole thing. Definitely. Okay. Okay. So thank you, Liga. Thank you, Roberta. And thank you to all of our listeners. Yes. Bye. Have a lovely summer. Bye-bye.